Hello, bonjour. Bonjour, so this is Dr. Amik from Onabridge MD. I'm your host for this podcast. And today I am honored to have uh, one of my dear friends and mostly mentor, Dr. Tamara Beckford. And I'm going to let you uh, hear from her um, because she is an incredible speaker and she knows how to get the troops uh, reunited uh, behind a mission. And so uh, you're going to learn about how we can prevent burnout. And as many of you know, that a lot of your doctors are burnout right now. And it's, it's really important that you recognize this in your doctor. And it's very important that you, if you are a doctor, that you get the tools. I just wanted you to share, uh, I wanted to share uh, what Dr. Tamara Beckford is for me. And I'm so honored uh, that she's accepted to be on the show. Uh, uh, Dr. Beckford, um, tell us about you. Tell us about your story and how you came about doing what you do. And I'm just so glad you're here. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Thank you to the Unabridged MD team, to all of your listeners and those who are getting so much valuable information from what you are providing for them and to them. So um, I am Dr. Tamara Beckford and I am a board certified. I'm an emergency medicine physician. I'm in Houston, Texas, um, here in the U.S. Uh, I have been doing emergency medicine now for almost like 15 years. And then um, during the time after residency, you know, there were periods of times where I had this void that I felt in my life and I thought that maybe other things could fill it. And, um, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe, you know, it's the fact that I want to start a family and that's not happening. Um, then I started a family. I love my boys had, you know, I'm having a great time with them, but there was still something else missing. And then the pandemic came around and, you know, I was able to really connect with a group of people, like-minded people, which is how I got to meet you, Dr. Amig. And, you know, during that time, I noticed that I began to thrive. But then when I looked around my colleagues, they weren't thriving. The opposite was happening to them, you know? So I sat and I started to wonder, what is it that's making me thrive during a time in this pandemic? I'm an ER doctor at the height of, if there's any time that I should be burning out, it should be now. Um, you know, the pandemic is happening all around me. Why am I having a different approach to my life than those who are around me, my colleagues? And then I recognized that it was the self-care portion is the way that I interpreted what's going on in my life and the, the decisions that I made during that time versus some of the decisions that my colleagues were making during that time. So now that leads us to what, you know, burnout is. So burnout, you know, is when you're really having a hard time adjusting to your schedule in work. You no longer want to be there. You no longer find the passion to do what it is that you're doing, especially work-related. You're finding that the quality of your work is starting to go down. The productivity has gone down. Um, you're starting to have negative emotions geared towards even just the building, even the thoughts of going to work, right? If you have the pleasure of having a nine to five during the weekends, you're excited. And then Sunday night, 
you start to become low in your emotions. By Monday, you are sitting in your car for 30 minutes before you decide to go inside the building. Some people are crying, some people are nauseous, some they're having any type of visceral reaction to this. So, you know, that's one of the ways to really describe burnout. <laughs> so, um, you know, during this conversation, we'll really discuss what are some things that happened to others? What are some things that I did that were different than my colleagues during the height of the pandemic? Why am I so passionate about burnout and reducing stress and burnout in the workplace? You know, so I, I'm just totally looking forward to this wonderful conversation with you, Dr. Amig. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you so much. This is wonderful. It's it's really interesting that um, you almost, like what you mentioned, right? It's easier to see that we are burnout once we are on the other side. Absolutely. It's like almost, it's only once you're away from it that you're like, oh my goodness, I was burnout. I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to me, like one, one of the most important thing is that I want to love my patients. I want to enjoy every moment that I'm opening the door and I'm like, hello, doctor, uh, you know, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was like, oh, I've always been like this. And suddenly I wasn't, Absolutely. but it's only later on. I realized Yes. what, what, uh, what are the tools uh, that, because burnout exists in every single um mm-hmm. It's not just medicine, right? Absolutely. What are the tools? How how do you recommend? Uh, like, what what do you say to people who are like, okay, well, how am I supposed to know that I'm burnout or not? And then, like, why are you talking about burnout anyway? I don't want to hear anything right? about work at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so absolutely, you know, what? Why do we? Why are we even talking about burnout? Why aren't we just talking about like just? trying to make everyone happy. No, burnout is not about just trying to make everyone happy. It's really a fulfillment that's within, that's deeper than just, okay, let's just give you a pizza party for to congratulate you for <laughs> making it through this particular rough week. Um, you know, burnout really is something that initially it starts off as a reaction to work or a work stressors, but then it can magnify and take over someone's life and move on to the point where it's full-blown depression, right? So now it's not the reaction that we've talked about that I don't want to go into work on Monday. I'm sitting in a car for 30 minutes. It turns into the, I can't even get out of bed. I no longer have any Um, pleasure with anything that goes on in my life. It is now taking over my entire life. And now I'm no longer just burned out, but I'm now depressed. I'm to the point of, um, you know, even moving towards suicidality. Now that's not anything that we want to have within our um, society, right? That's not something that we want. So one of your questions was like, you know, how is it that, you know, you can recognize that you are burned out? And um, what is some of the first steps towards even helping yourself when you're recognized like, whoa, maybe this is me. So, you know, we've discussed some of the visceral reactions to going to work. We've discussed some of the, the mindset that you're having. You're, you know, you're entering your work and you're just cranky and upset. If you're a physician, you're just like annoyed and you've lost all the passion towards your patient care, which you know that that's not you. 
because you knew you remember your intern year you remember those times when you first went on the war like you know rotations and you were just so excited to take care of patients you were so excited and then now you're just just annoyed are you annoyed at the person themselves no you're just annoyed at your situation overall right so um that is when you're recognized and that's when you have to step back and say wow what's going on with me and then you have to ask yourself the hard questions. Am I happy with what I'm doing? Am I happy with my life right now? If not, why? You know, what are some things that I can do to gather where I am and to make the decision to get back to finding my true self? Because that's what happens in this process. You you get lost. You get lost in titles. You get lost in duties. You get lost in responsibilities. And the person within that, which is your true inner self, is gone. And so you just feel like you're just going through the motions. I'm supposed to just see, take care of patients, be quiet, and you know, not rock the boat. If I'm upset about something or there's a policy that I don't feel like it's right, I'm just supposed to just handle it and just deal with it because my voice doesn't count or I'll be considered a troublemaker. So, you know, all those things just, just weighs on you. And what does it do? It turns you into this really diminutive person with no voice. And then you get into this learned helplessness phase, right? Where you just, mm-hmm. well, I might as well. You start saying things like, well, it doesn't even matter if, or what's the use, right? Mm-hmm. So those are some of the ways that you recognize you're in a phase of burnout. So you, you mm-hmm. have to step back from that. Get back to the That's really. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, you know, as you mentioned this, I keep thinking that you are offering to work with institutions. And I was mm-hmm. just thinking about my own experience. Like I left my institution, even though it's a, it was a really wonderful institution, but I left it because I started seeing so many people around me looking burnout. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, if, you know, like this should not happen in this place, right? Like, cause it's, it's a good place. Um, and I'm just like, as I'm thinking, like, you know, my, my reaction to it was I'm going to, I'm going to offer something outside. I'm going to get out of the system. And I'm just thinking that you are helping at the core of what the issue is, which is like it's institution. Um, And yeah, I I just want to hear a little bit about what you offer to those institutions, because, you know, yes, for my patients, like for the patients that are listening to this, Mm-hmm. This is this is bigger. This is bigger than just like the reason I wanted to bring you to the show. Like it's this is so important. I hear so many of my patients complaining about their relationship with so and so that hardly looked at them. But I think they have to realize we're human, and this is a big issue that mm-hmm. almost like I don't know how many percentage of uh, physicians are experiencing or I've experienced and. I think patients can ask for tools for their doctor to make sure mm-hmm. that our doctors are not burned out. So what, what do you offer exactly? Like, how do you help just in general? Cause of course mm-hmm. I'm sure <laughs> this takes for hours, but uh, in general. Absolutely. So one thing that I do want to point out in that, you know, we've been discussing this in relation to um, like doctors, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the general population are dealing with the exact same thing. So what I want to really emphasize is that 
as you're listening to this, someone who is, um, you know, an avid listener to the unabridged empty, don't feel like this is only related to your doctors. This might be related to you. You might be feeling that exact same way where you're feeling unappreciated. You're feeling as if your voice has been like, you know, diminished, that you don't count and that it's, of course, will add to the added stress of what's going on in your life. And then it'll exacerbate any particular medical condition that you have. It's something that you see with physicians and you'll see it with non-physicians, right? So now to address what are some of the things that I do offer. So my goal is to be able to use self-care workshops to help these organizations to reduce their the employee stress, reduce the burnout, and to help them to boost the productivities of their employees. So these workshops will incorporate like what are some of the they're they're they have to dig to the core and they'll be individualized. And that's why I call them their curated workshops. What is it that is going on in your particular organization? Because what I have created for organization B might not be what will help organization A. So we have to dig to the core with the surveys. What is it that um, your team is dealing with? When are you dealing with high stress environment, such as deadlines are coming up, you're having um, you know, cer certain meetings, um, regional meetings, we have to have all these things available. So there, there'll be levels of stress, but then there'll be levels of extreme stress. So why don't we create a program for you where you're learning these tools to reduce your stress, but even more importantly, during the times when we know the high stress is coming, we'll provide even more resources for you during that time. And that's what you'll have available. So you'll have the resources such as not just mindfulness and yoga, but meditation, ways to relax the mind, to bring in the creativity, to bring in the problem solving that will help overall productivity in your team. But most importantly, they're learning these skills and these tools to handle the stressors that occur at work. What's also important is that these stressors, they will, these tools are transferable from work to life because mm -hmm. outside of work you'll be able to use those same tools to get through life so that's what we're bringing yeah that's very cool yeah i think i mean i've, I've told you this already but i think you're doing such a important job and i love so much being a doctor like i like it's a passion for me and when i started seeing just like how angry or upset or like I've never come out of, you know, like I've never had a day where I didn't want to work, go to work. Right. Yeah. And, but, but I've had, like I, I started having, and I was so happy I could recognize it. I was yes. like, okay, this is, this this is, is you know, yeah, exactly. And you try to address it, but I love what you do. Um, you know, this, this show is about hope. Um, can you tell us, <laughs> can you tell us a story, uh, mm -hmm. of something that happened thanks to what, what you've done, like the, the work that you do that, um, that is hopeful, right? Like that brings hope to our listeners. Okay. Absolutely. You know, I'll tell you this as to my why now 
I will tell you this story, but I don't want you to look at it as a negative story. I want you to look at it as the reason as to my passion behind what I do. So as an emergency medicine doctor, I see the end product of when what I want to do, it's not <laughs> implemented. And when the person has to um, deal with other issues within their life that can lead to the negative outcome. So, you know, unfortunately in the ER, we had a patient um, coming in and he came in because he felt as if he had no other option and he wanted to end his life. Now, working backwards from that, I know the person's family member heard them say, you know, oh, I might as well just end it. And the person was going to get, the patient was going to get a gun in order to, to really end his life. And uh, that's what brought some light. I'm like, you know, this is why what I am doing is so important. Because once you started tracing back, the initial part of that story was that this gentleman was working in IT, very stressed out about his job, lost his job, lost his relationship. So he was um, engaged. So he lost that relationship, then lost a lot of his finances, had to end up moving in with his family. And within the family was able to hear the conversation that I mentioned and was able to bring him to the emergency room to get um, help. Now, how different can that story have been if this gentleman had some of these resources available in his job, right? So as I mentioned, like, you know, he works in IT. So this particular person doesn't even work in medicine. He works in the information technology space, which is another very highly um, stressed space. And they have a high... Um, burnout rate. So as I look back as to what it is and my impact that I can have on those who are working in the different industries, that's why I do what I do. That's why I'm passionate about it because I see the end result, but I know that the end result alone can be impacted from working from the beginning. So that's where the passion lies. I love it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. You know, I, I, because this is towards the end of our interview, but I want to, I want to share this. I, I do exactly this with my patients. Like mm -hmm. you cannot heal a patient unless they heal themselves. Like you really just, I, I see myself as this witness of the yes. healing of my patient, right? Like they have the power to heal. Mm -hmm. I'm helping them along the way. And there's so much, like there's so much to do of our own healing That that yeah, that some people are going to do yoga. I'm going to do rock climbing. Some other people are going to meditate. Some other people are going to pray. And I think that it's so incredible when your institution, your workplace, can do this to like almost oblige you. But like you don't have to wait until work is offering it to you. Mm -hmm. I think that right now the workforce is so done that we have to bring some help. Um, and it's it's I think it's amazing what you do. And I just want to say to the, my patient, like, you can do it now. You can start meditating. You can start taking care of you. And you can, 
you know, make sure that you have someone that's helping you, some accountability partners as well. I find that to be very helpful. Uh, this is so, so valuable to see this endpoint of like, I'm going to try to end my life just because you didn't care for yourself. I mean, not, not just, but mm-hmm. we could have prevented that by just love and caring. And hopefully with the love that he has from his family, this gentleman is better. Um, this has been, this is, this is uh, incredible. Dr. Beckford, where mm-hmm. can we find you? Absolutely. So you can find me online. If you are on LinkedIn, I'm very, very um, involved in LinkedIn. So you can find me at Tamara Beckford, MD. That's T-A-M-A-R-A, B as in boy, E-C-K-F-O-R-D, MD on LinkedIn. I'm also very, very, very available online as Your Caring Doc. So you can find out about me at www.urcaringdocs.com. That's my website. Um, if you want to work with me, um, there's a tab there. If you want to see some of the different things that I've been doing out there, absolutely. And also I'll have some masterclasses coming up. So you'll be able to join in and be a part of the masterclasses. They're all free. And we'll give you some insights as to some tips on how to help to avoid burnout in your team and to help to boost productivity. So I'd love to have you join me there. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much, Dr. Beckford. And uh, again, if you are in the Denver or Colorado area and you are looking for a rheumatologist that cares and really wishes to get you to remission as soon as possible uh, with treatment uh, or without treatment, um, I am your rheumatologist. We are um, accepting new patients at onabridgemd.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And the slots are filling up pretty fast. So uh, take your spot. And we are the first direct care rheumatology in Colorado, which means that you don't actually need any referral. And if you decide that you need a rheumatologist, well, I am she. Have mm-hmm. a wonderful uh, day and see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.